Welcome to the Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce and your community health system, Goshen Health. Getting well and staying well, that's living vibrantly. Goshen Health can get you there. Feel better, do more, live vibrantly. Visit livevibrantly.com. This week's podcast episode, Sounds of Service. Welcome to the Sound of Goshen. I'm your host, Vince Turner, and today's episode is the Sounds of Service, featuring Danae Wirt of the Goshen Historical Society. The Sounds of Service presented in part by DJ Construction, serving our community for more than 65 years. DJ Construction, decidedly different. Well, Danae, welcome to the podcast and uh, welcome to downtown Goshen. Uh, I'm sure you've... uh, I'm sure you've hit the decks running since joining the Historical Society. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Talk a little bit about your journey, um, the, the the professional development that you've had over the years, and then what eventually brought you to the Historical Society. Well, actually, I started out as a teacher. I am a transplant here. Um, came to the area when I was 17 years old mm-hmm. and met my husband and have lived in Goshen for approximately the last 40 years. Aha. So we've raised our students here. Eventually, I went to Goshen College to get a teaching degree and mm-hmm. went on to get some science degrees. I worked in the Goshen schools for a while. I worked in Elkhart Community Schools, and I also worked in Fairfield Community Schools. But just a year ago, I had come across a story that had not been told in Goshen. I tried to find people who knew about this story. Mm-hmm. I ran across it 20 years ago when I was in archaeology field school at Notre Dame. And found an old article about a about a family who had discovered an Indian burial ground on their property. And that was in 1941. Eventually, I tracked down one of the, uh, the remaining siblings of that family mm-hmm. and start a conversation with him. And come to find out uh, he was in the military most all of his years. And he told me no one had asked about that story since the early 40s when it was first published in the Goshen News. So come to find out, we had uh, developed a wonderful friendship over the last 20 years, and I was able to uh, learn more about his story, which ended up being fascinating, absolutely fascinating. He's a local Waterford person. So uh, once I heard his story, I, I just knew it had to be shared somewhere. And so I thought the Historical Society would be the place to do it. Mm-hmm. So. I walked in and asked um, if I could speak with someone who, you know, knew about the local native history. Yeah, and it was it was just wonderful. We we struck up a conversation with Ron Hoke, uh, who's the director of the museum. And um, after I told him the story, and he asked if I would write for their newsletter. So the gentleman and I wrote the article together for the newsletter, and things just spiraled. Um, It just so happened that I was taking a break from my long career in teacher professional development. And so I was kind of looking for something that would be a happy place for me. Mm -hmm. And I've always loved history. And Ron asked if I would like to join them and work with them at the Historical Society. (laughs) It was just out of the blue. It was just so cool. Just perfect timing. Well, Ron can be persuasive like that. <laughs> yes. But history can be persuasive like that as well. You know, it's interesting that you found found one story that just really captured your heart, and now it's expanded into all the things that the Goshen Historical Society has to offer. Tell us a little bit about the society itself and, and what you do have to offer. Yes. 
So the Goshen Historical Society has been around a lot longer than I ever knew. Mm-hmm. I mean, they started almost 40 years ago, around 1982. And the society just brought it on themselves. They're a group of volunteers who found it important to capture the history of Goshen. Their own personal histories as well, because many of them are from families who were well-established in Goshen, you know, even since the 1800s. So they took it upon themselves to think of, uh, to develop ways to preserve this history. And in 2001, they were able to acquire the old Adams store. And the Adams store was built in 1888. It's a fixture in downtown Goshen. So it just made sense. Um, so they purchased it from Polly Adams. Uh, I, I believe it was a, a relative. Mm-hmm. And they turned that building into the museum. So that's what you see today. Well, and walking into the Historical Society itself um, and the old Adams store, it really is like walking into a mercantile from back in the day. The, the Society's done a terrific job of preserving and accenting, if you will, um, the store qualities, but at the same time having a group of things that you can walk through history with, with the history of Goshen. Yeah, absolutely. They've maintained all the original flooring and the original ceiling. The tin ceiling is amazing. They have over a 1,700-square-foot apartments above that have not been lived in since the 1950s. Mm. So it's it's just amazing uh, the resources they have and the accumulation of artifacts and objects that they've been able to get over the years really do tell a story of Goshen from its early times, you know, until now. Um, It just always fascinated me. And they've maintained all the original uh, cabinetry from the store as well. And most of it is in the same place it was (laughs) when it was running as a store 100 years ago. So uh, yeah, it's a pretty fascinating and, and happy place to visit, for sure. I think sure. one of the first times I was in there, um, my granddaughter was maybe about two, three years old when we popped in during a first Friday. And I think I set a world record for uh, most times <laughs> uttering the same phrase in 60 seconds. Please don't touch that. Please don't touch that. But but there really is, I mean, there's an attraction. When you walk into the society, into the old Adams store, um, there is an attraction that keeps your attention because there is so much um, that is eclectic about Goshen's history. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what keeps me there. It's so amazing and it's such a different thing than what I have done in the past as far as career goes. Um, And it's just a very part-time position for me. Mm -hmm. In fact, the city contributed a grant in order for them to hire someone to work with volunteer growth Mm -hmm. and writing grants. And actually, that's what I do. So let's talk about that job for just a moment. Um, With your experience as a student, both at Goshen College and at the University of Notre Dame, teaching in three different school systems here in Elkhart County, you've had that opportunity um, to work with, as you said, professional development, but also work with natural curiosity that comes from being in the classroom and teaching in the classroom. How much of that do you apply now to, to try and expand the footprint, if you would, to the historical society? Every bit of it. You know, people, they're so naturally curious. Mm-hmm. And most of my career was spent in, in the area of science education. So that natural curiosity about the world around you, it, it also expands into the history of that. How did it get here? Who did it? And I just find it so easy to talk to people about local history. And they're, again, it's just because of their natural curiosity. The same thing with teaching. Mm-hmm. If you can touch them with stories 
that apply to them, apply to the spaces around them and their environments, then you've got them hooked. It's interesting you mentioned um, with Ron and with several other people who are associated with the Historical Society, um, John Hertzler is, a, is a, another one that I'm familiar with in terms of just passionate about making sure, sure we preserve these things. And I think that's the key word. I mm-hmm. mean, you are around some folks who are very passionate about making sure Absolutely. that this has stayed. Um, and, and dedicated, mm-hmm. uh, simply because the museum has been run totally on volunteers until this little part-time position came up. Mm-hmm. And it continues to amaze me. The amount of work and the amount of dedication they put into this is just, it, it's unbelievable. I've never seen an organization where it has been run by volunteers. And it's all run on donations and memberships, which is another quite amazing feat. It just shows you how important it is to people. Around so, here. So how do we take the passion for people that already have history in mind and pass that on to the next generations? Absolutely. Just making it applicable to them. And I think part of what we're trying to do now, uh, you know, as we look at future accessioning and, mm-hmm. and bringing on objects, we need to make sure that we're reflecting everyone in the community. So that's where we want to grow, and that's where we're going in the future, is to make sure that things represent people that come in and see things, they can see themselves in that. And that's very important to us. What's been the most surprising aspect of Goshen's history that you've picked up so far? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, Or maybe uh, surprising isn't the right word. What's been the most intriguing, in addition to the gentleman you talked about that brought you here in the first place? Yeah, and that that was Franklin Peffley. I think the families involved in the history have been uh, tremendously interesting to me. They were businessmen, they were uh, builders, they were manufacturer, you know, developers. Just the amount of the variety of history and the people that were here in the beginning is really amazing to me. It's interesting, too, to watch. You know, we look at Elkhart County as a whole, uh, but the individual histories. Bristol is not like Napanee, which is not like Middlebury, which is not like Elkhart, which none of which is like Goshen. But yet at the same time, a lot of that is intertwined. So can you get a taste of Elkhart County history as well as Goshen history when you're walking through the building? Absolutely. I I believe so. I mean, we focus on um, the historical development of Goshen, from the early 1800s. And part of that has to do with some of the, let's say, the Native American trails that were all throughout here. Mm-hmm. That really tied us all together, all these areas that you talked about. When you talk about the river system and the watershed, all of that ties these areas together. And so those histories kind of grew out of people finding something in a particular place that they really wanted to expand upon, but they all remain connected even today. It's funny because First Fridays, of course, has been a boon for the Historical Society. Absolutely. And one of the reasons for that is the old police building or the right. old police corner. Um, could you have ever imagined that that would be you know, kind of the landmark that it first attracts people to the Historical Society? Well, it's, it's interesting how many people don't know that the Historical Society is the one that maintains that mm-hmm. and owns that. Um, so... Yes, I, I think it's just one of those things. It's You don't see them in all little towns. It's very unique, and its little mythology is very unique, and 
it really draws people to it, there even though it's so of, tiny. There are a lot of stories behind that <laughs> building, are there not? What's the best one you've heard? Oh, my gosh. Well, of course, the John Dillingen, Dillinger <laughs> or, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah. um, it does have a really unique purpose for Goshen, and it was occupied for a unique purpose as the radio control for the police department, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's still pretty interesting if you ask me, even, even though... Yes, there were banks on every corner, and yes, it did serve as a deterrent, <laughs> but we can't be for sure who that deterrent was. Yeah, but know? that's the beauty of history. There has <laughs> right. to be a little bit of mythology Absolutely. involved. Like, you know, we don't want you to dis- de- destroy the myth that, you know, the reason that the cannon in the courthouse lawn is pointed at Elkhart <laughs> is because we don't <laughs> want Elkhart right. invading and those kind of things. Uh, but that's, that's also at the teacher in you yeah. um, as it comes out um, for promoting the historical society. Have you been able to help, I guess, educate the educators? Have you been able to help folks understand? Because sometimes we are so passionate about what we're interested in that we forget that in order to evangelize others, we we have to open those doors. Is that part of your process as well as teaching people how to teach? Well, it was, it was mm-hmm. when I was with the school district and some national organizations. Um, this purpose, though, is for the public. It's for all mm-hmm. ages. It's um, it's engaging with people to see this little gem in the middle of their town that a lot of people come in and say, I didn't even know you were here. Ah. And, you know, about it, it is educative, you know, and it is an educational um, uh, passion of mine mm-hmm. to do that. But more importantly, just to make sure that everyone knows that we're there and what we have to offer. <laughs> Being downtown certainly has helped, has it not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But still, you know, you'll see how many people have walked by and people will still come into us and say, yes, I've been downtown. I've lived here all my life. I didn't even know you were here. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's getting the my word job out. is yep. to try and get that word out. It's a constant thing. Well, And part of your job also, the Historical Society, is in the middle of a capital campaign. Uh, tell us about that, the purposes of that, and how people can get involved. Yes, absolutely. We're just going public with it right now. We are trying to raise money for renovation and restoration. We're restoring the upstairs to an apartment that looked the way it looked in the 1940s, 50s, mid-century. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're installing an elevator that will give access to all three floors for members and for visitors as well. The other thing is um, we are raising money for those efforts. We've gotten about, it's so amazing to me, through our membership and through just reaching out to local uh, people who are really vested in the museum, we've raised about 70% of the goal that we're looking oh, for. Oh, good for you. So right now we're just looking for that little extra push you know, go. to help us meet our goal. We were able to get a grant from the Indiana Historical Society that will automate our door. We're not going to get rid of the door. We're retrofitting the door so that it will be accessible to everybody. So accessibility to the museum, too, is very important for us so that we can meet the needs of all the people in our community. No barriers to being able to search No barriers, no. And that elevator will add, you know, a lot of accessibility to different parts of the museum that no one's ever seen before. First Fridays have been a wonderful thing, and it's a great time to come out and see the museum and to tour the upstairs, if you haven't seen it before, just to get a look at you know what we're what we're trying to restore. Holiday plans, access on the holidays. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we'll be a part of all the chamber events and downtown events. 
Small Business Saturday, the Holiday Open House coming up in November on a Sunday. Uh, lots of opportunity to come and see us. And we're always free. We're always free. Well, that's another bonus is that you're yeah. able to, to bring people in. Another reason why, if you can, uh, make sure you participate in the capital campaign and be able to contribute as Absolutely. Well. Help us grow and help us bring more of the things that you'd love to see in the community. Well, Danae, it sounds like a fortunate accident. It sounds like this it has become a labor of love. <laughs> Well, on their part and mine too. They're very patient with me in learning the ropes. But I love being there. So dream. Uh what what do you see in this next six months, this next year, this next couple of years for the historical society? Immediately just meeting the goals of our capital campaign and making that upstairs come alive that people can go and look through it and just really enjoy learning more about the way people actually lived downtown. Um, that would be a joy to see. And we are looking forward to it. Well, your passion is very infectious. Hopefully people just get an opportunity to meet you and they'll jump right in. Yes, and all of our wonderful volunteers as well. There we go. Thank you to Danae Wirt to the Goshen Historical Society on this episode of Sounds of Service, presented by DJ Construction, serving our community for more than 65 years. DJ Construction, decidedly different. I'm your host, Vince Turner.